tell. Hello. Use the false loop. Mr. John Lowell. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. What's up now? Spider friends. Go for it. Transform and roll out. And I'll form the head. That's what she said. Don't. Hey, this is Jonathan. And this is Alan, and welcome to the Nerdemy Podcast. Jonathan, what are we talking about today? Alan, it's finally here. Woo-hoo. Avengers Endgame. <laughs> yes, we are ending Avenging April with our discussion on Avengers Endgame. And I can't wait. Now, you saw this one a lot of times, right? Well, let's see. It's been out since Thursday, and today's what, Monday? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So it's been out five days. I've only seen it three times. I mean, come on. <laughs> It's only nine hours of my so, life. I was going to say, it's like, it's, that's like a half a day right there. Yeah, I got to see it once, and I'm glad I did. You know, um, before the show, I actually didn't didn't get the tickets, and luckily, with my location, it was actually a lot easier than I thought. Uh, but uh, packed theater, and I had a good theater. You know, I think, I think having a good audience does reflect on your experience with the movie, and mine was pretty good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I saw it. I saw it Thursday night at 7, Friday at 11 a.m., Saturday, 11 a.m., and all three were packed to the gills. I think uh, Thursday night was my best audience. Friday morning, someone brought a baby, which was driving me nuts. (laughs) And then, yeah, and then Saturday was IMAX, which was good. Or maybe IMAX. The IMAX one might have been the baby one. I can't remember. It would have been nice Um, if the Russos put out that little statement. You know, don't talk about Endgame and please leave the babies at home. (laughs) Yeah, I I almost yelled at a baby. I was like... (laughs) Well, not at the baby, but I was like, why are you bringing the baby to the movie, stupids? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, wait, you said you mentioned you saw it in IMAX? I saw it in IMAX the third time. Okay. Um, and I didn't notice any difference, to be honest with you. I saw, when I saw Infinity War in IMAX, I noticed a little different. Like, I could see extra, like, parts of the scene, I guess. Oh, really? But, yeah, I didn't notice anything different. Maybe I was just focusing on the story too much, too, because I really, really wanted to... Um, you know, my whole thing about the first time, I'm a little critical, and I just want to sit back and watch as a fan. Right, right, right. Um, so I really wanted to do that, and um, I was able to. Yeah. But yeah, I, I was full full theaters all three days. I'm shocked you were able to get tickets the day of. Um, it was literally the day before. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, I know in my area, they're also, all the shows were sold out for it, ever and ever. And we and I were both traveling last week it's why we missed the week in geek last week um and i was not in my home area you know i was traveling with our buddy pete and he he got his tickets near him and um i actually drove home late that night because i just you know you were you were traveling you just wanted to go to bed in your bed yeah i just (laughs) i just after the movie at like 11 o'clock at night i just drove two hours home and slept in my bed woke up and literally rolled out of bed and went to uh my second viewing (laughs) thank you it was uh, it was a very it was sunday was really weird um, because I felt like uh, I, I had to go to see the movie again. It felt weird not seeing it. I didn't go, but I was like, I feel like I should go to the movie. <laughs> I, I really wanted to see it today, actually. I was going to jump on early, but I got in so late last night, and my old body th- couldn't handle it. Yeah, well, I think what works with it is it, it goes – it doesn't feel like three hours. Remember we were worried about intermission and when we were Yeah, back. Absolutely. Yeah, it doesn't. I mean, I you know, after the first time seeing it, I had no problem getting up and going to the bathroom whenever I wanted to. But even the first time, it went by real quick, and I didn't feel like I needed intermission at all. So, yeah, I, I not uh, not once did I have to look at my watch. 
Um, it, it, it moved. I mean, especially, well, that, that third act. But that one, that one, that was pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I read someplace that, the, like, the actual movie time was two hours and 40, and the end credits was 15 minutes. Oh, was it? Do yeah. they count the end credits? I guess so. They do, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, well, then that kind of makes sense, because Infinity War was about that runtime too, like, two hours and... 30 or 40 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it does make sense because the first, the second and third time when I left, I left right at the end of the movie because there's no reason to sit through the credits. Yeah. And and some of the math didn't work out. I'm like, I didn't feel like I was there for three hours. So it makes more sense now. Yeah. All right. So I guess we're spoiler uh, alert, right? Oh, we're going to spoil the crap out of this thing. So if you haven't seen it, please <laughs> please press pause. Go take three hours to watch this wonderful movie. Come back and listen to us. We have a lot to say about this movie. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and this, I mean, how hard was it for you not to talk about this movie for the past four days? Oh, let me tell you. Thank you. That's a good question. <laughs> I have to get this off my <laughs> chest. Uh, I put up on Instagram, hey, that you and I were going to go into a little social media blackout. So, you know, I have other accounts too. Like I have the Indiana Jones account, which is surprisingly, it's really interesting. If you don't, I guess follow or click on like comic book stuff you don't see that kind of stuff in your feed it's really you know like even the explorer feed so Mm -hmm. i was in a safe place under my personal account and under dr Hannah jones and when it came to nerd me i was like it was a kind of like you know quick on quick off if i saw a hint of what i thought was it i just totally shut off the app and it was i was i was having like an anxiety issue (laughs) well the funny thing is that you you know you control the uh you run the uh the IG uh, nerded me, so I don't, I don't like you. Must see it every time you open it, where I don't see it all the time. So it was easy for me to avoid nerding me stuff. But it was such a crazy, awesome geek weekend because we had the Game of Thrones Battle of Winterfell last night. Yeah, and this is guys on the street down. I, I, you know, I was off last week and I, I went back to work this morning, and I had it, it wasn't a bad sleep, but my I felt like my REM sleep was all about talk about uh end game and game of thrones because i went to bed right <laughs> after game, i went to bed right after game of thrones and i get to, to dissect it with anybody yeah and it was a great episode you know you even wait eight years for this stupid episode and uh and then end game so i'm like my brain was like alternating between having conversations about end game and, <laughs> and the battle of winterfell i'm like oh my god i need to get this out and you know, i said i can't wait for the show so me and i can at least talk a uh, end game you know and i got to talk a uh, game of thrones with co-workers so uh, you know that that valve was released a little bit <laughs> yeah i was annoyed because all weekend like i couldn't i couldn't record with you it's like oh my god i saw the movie and i wanted to talk to you so bad yeah but you know we usually you and i usually try not to talk to each other at all until we do the show just right we don't text or anything <laughs> yeah yeah we like well, you know can we freaking do the show already so we can talk but um yeah we're gonna spoil the crap out of this one because oh there's, there's no way to talk about this movie without spoiling it yeah um okay. let's see you and i like you said we've been doing uh, the road to end game and we talked mm-hmm. about some of the things that we wanted to see uh did it live up to your expectations i will say this uh with the first viewing, once again, very critical as I become, which I, I wish I wasn't, but right. I've become very critical. Uh, I, I won't say I was disappointed, but it, when I left it, I, it was not what I thought was going to happen. But oh. it was it wasn't disappointing. It was just different. And I definitely left her saying, and I still believe this, uh, just less critically, that Infinity War, I think, is a bet uh, is a much better structured movie and more exciting movie. Oh, compared oh. to 
Oh, you compared you, to Endgame. Okay, gotcha. Right. Yeah, I think Infinity War, out of the two movies, I think Infinity War is a better movie. I think the character development of Thanos and, and other things that happened in Infinity War is much better than what happened in Endgame. I think Endgame had a lot on its plate. They wanted to do a lot of things. I think there was some fan service that they wanted to get through, and I think they wanted to wrap up all these dangling plot lines. Yeah. Um, and look, it's not easy to write a movie for all of these characters. Um, but in retrospect, after seeing it two more times, it's a great movie. It's a really good movie. It's pleasing. It's fun. It goes by quickly. Um, the things happen. You know, you and I, you know, cousin Kevin actually texted me. He goes, you know, did you and Alan, you know, write part of this movie? Because some of the things we talked about last week that we thought might happen, ha- you know, happened. It did. It was, <laughs> yeah. So um, I was like, no, oh, no. I'm like, some of it, some of it, if you think it out, it's the natural conclusion of these storylines. Sure. Yeah. So. So, yeah, did I get what I thought? Uh, no, I thought there'd be more fighting. I thought there'd be more action. I wish that last third was longer, the big battle. Yeah. Um, and to me, it was a little dark. It could have just been the theater, I, you know. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what yeah. you mean because, you know, I was I was at the hotel room afterwards and I was watching uh, – what was I watching? Oh, I was watching Guardians of the Galaxy, that whole end, you know, the end battle scene. Right. Uh, how bright that was. And I remember really enjoying it. And yeah, it, it really made me think about an endgame. It, it did look very, very dark, almost like not even on Earth kind of dark. Right. Yeah. Which was weird considering the tight, the battle on Titan in Infinity War was great. Obviously, the battle of Wakanda, which took place in the daytime, was easy to see. Um, but I see the choice and why they did it. Uh, I, I think the first, my first showing, I was sitting further back than usual. And I do wear glasses, if people don't know. Um, so I kept saying, you know, after it's a Pete, I was like, Pete, were you able to tell this person in the part? And he goes, yeah, I was able. I'm like, oh, maybe it's because I was sitting further back than I usually do. So the other two times I was sitting closer, it, it made more sense to me. Like like the time when they were throwing the gauntlet around, I wasn't always sure who had it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, things like that. So Since um, you watched it three times, did it enhance your feelings about it? Was it neutral? Did it make it worse? Um, I would say that I appreciated more the second and third time as just the movie. Again, very cri- not very critical the first time, but there, you know, and we'll talk about the things I have problems with. Um, and those tend to stick out the first time, you know, like yeah. oh, why they make this decision, right. why they make this that decision. Right. Um, but again, like I said, it's 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 a great movie, and it, it really hit the first thing that came across the first viewing. Is the emotion? I think I think they were able to hit with me all the emotional beats, like everything I felt like I was supposed to be emotional about. It hit me, like <laughs> like seriously, dude. Like I yeah. didn't cry, but um, there was the, the one you know the the one death was. I don't know, should we just talk about it or I don't know. How you yeah, want to do sure, this. I don't care. Well, when the Black Widow dies, I was because yeah. I t- we none of us saw that coming, which is weird. Yeah, like none of it. Like I didn't even what I loved about that was even knowing they were going looking for that stone, knowing. That it was set up in the last movie that someone has to die. I didn't even think about that until it happened. Right. I was yeah. like, "Holy crap! One of them's gonna die!" <laughs> and I was actively look. We know how I feel about Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. I was actively rooting for Hawkeye <laughs> to die. You know. And again, it's not that he's a bad actor. I just don't know that he he's the actor I would chose for Hawkeye. But uh, and and let me say, I think this movie redeems him totally. Oh yeah. I I am totally in Jeremy Renner camp now yeah. when it comes to Hawkeye. But. Um, yeah, that just took me aback because I was like, wow, that's like like it hit me in the heart. But then I was like and then I got a little mad because I got, you know, I got this whole Captain Marvel thing. 
I'm like, oh, they had to do that because if Captain Marvel's taken over the Avengers, she could never be looked at as the leader of the Avengers as long as the Black Widow was still around. Right. Well, yeah, I was, I was <laughs> it was curious because when when Cap divided the teams up, you know, I, I wrote down the you know, just to remind myself, right? So when he divided the teams up, he had uh, it was him, Iron Man, and Ant Man going after the Tesseract. So you got like Cap and Iron Man. I would say arguably they're you know most powerful guys. And then he sends Hawkeye and Black Widow to go after a stone. And I was like, wow, that's that was, that was an interesting choice, Cap. You know, I was wondering, did he know what he was going to do? Like, did he well, know? But he didn't because yeah. they didn't know how Thanos got the stone. I think you have to look at the situation, though, because you have Cap, Iron Man, and Ant-Man going after two stones during the Battle of New York. Right. So that was probably the one most dangerous. You yeah. have the Hulk hopping over to, you know, Doctor Strange, you know, pretty much supposedly, I guess, to knock on the door and ask for the stone. Yeah. And then you have... Remember, there's there's no real. If they didn't know you had to die for the Soul Stone, that's a pretty easy stone to get. Right, you know? true. And, and true. then you have War Machine and Nebula getting the other stone, and she was there because she knew Star Lord. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes it makes a certain kind of sense to me. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that emotional beat hit me. I didn't cry. What really, really released the. 10, 12, 14 year old in me was when Cap said Avengers assemble. And all three times, Alan, even when I knew it was coming, <laughs> my, my, my lip quivered. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, that is the, I want that on a loop. I want my phone to say that every time it rings. I just, because he, he's holding the hammer. He's got the, oh my God, dude. I can't even. <laughs> dude, I just got goosebumps. But this is yeah. the genius of, of the Russo brothers because they, they held on to that tagline. You know, way back in uh, what was it, Avengers Ultron? Right, they teased it. Yeah. They teased it, and it's like, you know, how many years was that tease uh, running for? That you wanted to hear him say that phrase completely, and and with deep meaning too. And an Endgame, boy, that that meaning was was on the money. I had convinced myself they weren't going to do it because, you know, a battle cry is a battle cry, but Avengers Assemble isn't really much of a battle cry. You know, like, remember the Alamo is a battle cry. Yeah. Uh, Avengers Assemble, it's basically like, all right, gather around, guys, we're going to talk. Right, right. It's like, but you're right. (laughs) Yeah, it totally had meaning. It made perfect sense. It's a genius move. And the funny thing is, at end of Age of Ultron, because I just want the fan service, I'm like, oh, man, I can't believe they cut him off. They should have let him say it. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh, that's a great decision. Like, it would have been so meaning- less meaningful if they if we, if we they did it in Age of Ultron so as a goof. let me yeah. ask you about Steve Rogers. In Age of Ultron, you know, they, they did the whole who can lift a hammer thing. Right. And we, we all saw that he did nudge it. Do you think... Steve knew he could he just chose not to just for the sake of Thor's ego that's a good question I think or did he did he earn it or is something think, did he do he had kind of earned that you know facing this whole infinity thing well I, I think I think that's the thing I think he earned it not just infinity I think um civil war you know his his moral stance on civil war sure. and infinity war and endgame is where he earned it um also, I think there's a there's part of I know it's about earning it and all this stuff, but maybe it's just part of will where Steve Rogers is like, no, I need the hammer, and it's like <laughs> he doesn't think you know what I mean. Like he didn't think about it. Yeah. He's like, you know, he's like Thor's getting his butt kicked, Iron Man's down, I got to do something to save Thor because Thor's about to get a, an axe through his chest. So um, yeah, I think I think it was earned because he does nudge it, and it does frighten Thor a bit in Age of Ultron. But then when you say, but the pride on Thor's face when he goes, I knew it, you know, it's like. Yeah. 
And and, and the, the, this is a great thing going back to Age of this this movie really enhances Age of Ultron as, as we talk about. The fact that Division picks up the hammer and just kind of flips it to him, I hated that scene. Right. I hated it, but it makes sense because it's how do we trust this new guy? He's made from Ultron, you know? Well, this but is you how can we also do it. argue that Vision, Vision isn't a living bee. Right. Like, the, like, you know, they made the argument at the end of the movie if you put Thor's hammer in an elevator, does the elevator <laughs> move? So, you know, well, I, I was thinking from that point of view, you know? Well, the issue is also, though, but it, it, that scene had to be there because they needed to trust the vision really quickly. Oh, true. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, yeah, it just really does help Age of Ultron a lot. It, yeah, it um, does. It does. Yeah, so I, I just think the perfect ending for Cap and Iron Man, I think the arc of Iron Man and the arc of Cap, everybody's arc was pretty good. Um, well, let me ask you, what, did you get what you thought you were going to get? Did I get what I thought I was going to get? Uh, yes, yes. I. Uh, well, let, let me rephrase that. The movie being as long as it was, that first act. Um, okay, this is where I struggled with. It, it's it's when I think of this movie, it's so hard for me to think of it as a standalone movie, because it almost seems like you need to have Infinity War to see this big picture. And 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 I wonder, like, did I think the same thing of of Lord of the Rings? You know, because Lord of the Rings was one long, enormous movie, one, two, three. Where Star Wars, they had their their breaks. You know that this right. is one book, there's another book, this was another book, and so on and so forth. And with this particular one, it was it was just so you, you hit the nail on the head. It it was just so structured so differently for a regular movie, in that this movie had so much. I don't know. For me, it seemed like it had more character development. Even though I knew mm-hmm. these characters, but they were being fleshed out way more all at once, which you di- I didn't think I got so much in Infinity War. No. You know, I mean, we, we were touching and like, geez, how much dialogue do we get from, you know, Cap that we never got from Infinity War? And so it, it was it was different. And so because of that, that void from Infinity War, having them fill in the, those little things, I, I liked how they did it. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's like, could this movie been even shorter? I think it could have. You know, I mean, the whole Hulk fat thing. I mean, it was all... Thor? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sorry, Thor. Well, this, yeah. this is the thing. I, I, they had to remind us of the character arcs of pretty much it seems like the six Avengers, the original Avengers. Yeah. Because they or most of them come to an end at the end of this movie. They're they're their story arcs. So they need to remind us of where they came from. They need to remind us of, of where they've been and, and hopefully where they, they they end up. And I get that. The extra exposition and stuff like that. The whole first hour I guess, or first third at least they're building that world of, of just how sad the world well you know first of all it starts what like 20 something days after the snap and they go they go to get Thanos and I mean did you see that coming when, when Thor chopped no it? not at no. all and then you're like well what happens next <laughs> right um you know I loved I, I hated to sh- look I'm, I'm gonna address the elephant in the room you have to address the shoehorning of Captain Marvel into this movie it made no even if you didn't see the post credit scene of Captain Marvel, and even that doesn't fully explain why she just shows up to right. save Tony. Yeah, you know, um, 
I literally said out loud when she said, um, I, whatever, I have a, a thousand plans to take care of, but I won't be around. I literally said, thank God, like loud in the theater. <laughs> like people looked at me. I'm no, like, I, you know, it's fun. I felt the same exact way. When she said she was going to leave, I was thinking, oh, thank goodness. You know, like yeah. she she didn't belong there. And geez, I this was probably the first time where I saw a Marvel film where they really relied heavily that you watched uh, Captain Marvel because right. she, she was just there. And, and you know, my, my wife didn't see Captain Marvel. And she's like, who is that? And she's like, she's really powerful you know and i was like oh you know i did a little eye roll thing but um yeah i'm glad that she wasn't that much of a big part of it but she was almost an easy out and that's what i was kind of upset about you know they build up this whole you know with the trailers now we can understand why the only you know when they said it's only like the first what half hour of the movie it does make sense but to have tony in that spot it almost seems like Captain Marvel was just such an easy thing for them. Like a very, it was super convenient. Yeah, it's a do ex machina, you know, from from the god a machine to help out. Uh, I, I mean, there there could have been other ways to get him out, but that's either here. I'll forgive him for that. I, look, Captain Marvel's appearances in the beginning and the end of the movie do. It's not as intrusive as I was worried about, so yeah. I'm okay with it. Right. It, it could have been a whole lot worse. Yeah, she definitely um, did not bother me as much as, as her as own movie. Thought, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, but that whole ending scene, the, the despair that they all have, the inability for the planet to move on five years later, which I thought was – like some things – why is there no baseball? I mean, you know, th- there's minor leagues and stuff like that. Just little things like that I was questioning. I'm like, wouldn't the world try to move forward? And then Thanos' whole thing about not enough resources. Well, if you kill half the planet and you kill half the living animals, aren't you taking half the food with them? <laughs> so isn't everything still equal? Is there there's just, still there's just more problems? room. <laughs> yeah. That's all it is. Um, so th- those kind of things kind of bother me. Like, I don't understand why the world – I'm not saying, look, it took us a while to get over 9-11, obviously, and that didn't take off half the world. So I just don't know that the world would be in such disrepair. Um, I love that the Black Widow was still running kind of like a, a, an Avengers team. Right. And she was on top of it because uh, she didn't know what else to do. And I think what we saw was their true character. You know, what they would do, Hawkeye would become a Ronin. Black Widow would keep going to, to the uh, compound and making sure, you know, doing whatever she could to protect protect the planet and, and organize things. Cap um, was doing Sam's job. You know, I don't know anybody made that connection. Cap had become this you know, this counselor type person, this group person, as Sam had been doing. So I think the characterizations are right. I will say, um, well, let's, let's, let's start with the big three. We'll start with the, we'll start with Thor. I totally get Thor's kind of PTSD. I get that. I get him thinking he failed and all that. I didn't like that. It became the butt of all the jokes. Mm -hmm. If he's going to be morose, if he's gonna be feeling guilt, if he's gonna, you don't throw in all these stupid jokes. I, I I don't know. It just didn't seem balanced to me. I understand why they did. I mean, there were plenty of other jokes that didn't involve him that worked. Even if you had a couple of jokes at his expense, like when Tony called him Lebowski, I thought that was fantastic because I was staring. I'm like, he looks just like the big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think him being the butt of the jokes for me didn't work. That like if he, I, not that you're diminishing what he was going through emotionally or psychologically but it doesn't I don't know that it fit his character and uh, that bothered me 
with with Thor's character and you know Thor is one of those the only superhero I think you know because he had his uh, what three movies now yeah yeah he has yeah. three movies and when you see Thor Ragnarok you know arguably his most successful one he's he's very different than his first two movies it almost seems like at times when I'm watching both Infinity War and, and this one um, that they're trying to keep the same vibe as Ragnarok. Like, whenever I saw the Guardians right. of the Galaxy, especially at the end of the movie, I, I felt uh, James Gunn was there, like, saying, hey, this is how, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Right. You know, and Thor was there. Because that, that guy, was it, was it Krang? What the heck is that, that other guy's name? Um, the big Krag, right? Is, is it? it I mean, like you, you, I, like, I felt I was being brought back Korg? to Korg. That's correct. Yeah. I, I was back to that Ragnarok world again. And it's Ragnarok Thor is, is comedy Thor, which is but so this, different than right. your first two Thors. But if you think about from Ragnarok to the end of Infinity War, Thor's lost the most. He lost all of Asgard and the people he did save, he lost half of them to Thanos and the snap. So he, I, like I said, make him morose, make him depressed, make drink and eat. That's cool. But don't make it the butt of jokes and don't make him tell jokes either, you know? Yeah. I, yeah. I just didn't. And, and then, you know, he lost his mother. I, I mean, that whole thing, those are emotional beats that would have hit a lot harder, I think, if they didn't play it for less. And I, I think that was this is the thing about Thor. You just mentioned Thor one and two and Avengers one and two. He's you know, almost Shakespearean. He's a Shakespearean thunder god, you know, mm -hmm. then you get Ragnarok in Infinity War. He's he's got the jokes. He's, he's a badass. I mean, look. Thor's entrance in Infinity War to the Battle of Wakanda is one of the best moments in that movie. Um, and I understand if they had to give him, I'm going to call it PTSD, for lack of a better term. So if they had to give him these psychological issues, these PTSDs, to, to kind of diminish his power level, okay? Because he couldn't be the same Thor at the same power level in Infinity War. Mm -hmm. so, you know, because it wouldn't have taken the three of them to beat 2014 Thanos. Um because he almost did it. He almost beat Thanos himself with with the Infinity Gauntlet on. You right. Know, when, Thor, when when Thanos had the Infinity Gauntlet on. So I get why they had to do that. I, I, I you know, I'm totally into that. You know, I, I get, you know, how you feel about yourself is going to affect how you perform and stuff like that. Uh, I'm part of that. I didn't like that it was jokes, 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 jokes. I, I just didn't think it was appropriate. It, 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 for me, it took away from the seriousness of of the distress he was going through. Yeah, they had they they probably had too many funny guys in this one you have ant-man and thor and, and it was one too many and i i totally agree with you you know if they're gonna make thor morose like you said then they need to kind of stick with that and right. it, it kind of took away a little bit that he was almost too jokey where right. ant-man was enough but i think if <sighs> if you had to balance it out like you said of, of Thor and Cap and Iron Man taking on Thanos that you kind of have to depower Thor. It's it's almost you have to do it because then how does Cap shine? You know, how right. do you give that moment to Cap and, and Iron Man to have their own individual, you know, moments in, in the fight if Thor is going to be Mr. Kickass all the time? But, and you have to look at this also. Is, is, is we're looking at what these individual, especially the original six Avengers are going through, not so much the Hulk, but... You know, in a weird way, Tony benefits from the snap. You know, he gets his family. He gets to, you know, live, uh, you know, his peaceful life. That's why he's the one who's like, I don't want to change any of this. Right. He's like, I know we can help people, but we lost. 
Let's let's get over it and let's move forward. Right. Cap's the one with the hope. It's like, no, if we have the opportunity to do something. We have, to, and that's who Cap always is. You know, which is amazing that through all that he's still this hopeful guy. Right. Uh, and again, Widow's, Widow throws herself into the work. Uh, Hawkeye's all about revenge, and the Hulk just throws himself into his science where he he's able to meld his personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Thor is the non for me. The Thor portrayal is non consistent. If you want to make him suffer the weight of all this tragedy that he experienced, then he needs to suffer that weight. Right. That's all I'm saying. I hear you. It's a small thing. I don't hate – obviously, I don't hate the movie for it. I just – you're right. You had Ant-Man uh, and even some of his stuff I felt was like – I don't know that the jokes are always well-timed. But for me, that's been a problem through a lot of these movies. I don't know. Sometimes they throw in jokes where I don't think they're uh, – it takes away from the weight of the of the, of the seriousness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In, in a lot of the movies, a lot of times. Um, right. So you want to talk about Tony a little bit? Yeah, let's let's talk about Tony. Okay. We need to talk about Tony. <laughs> um, you know what I didn't capture in the trailers was just how emaciated he looked. Like, he looked – I was like, oh, wow, they're doing that whole – You think uh, it was CGI? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't lose the weight? <laughs> no, no. That, that was – because, yeah, in some parts it, it looked a little awkward. But, I mean – they were trying to prove a point or, or or paint a picture of where Tony is at that time and right. it worked. I mean it was enough to sell it to me to see him very weak and, and malnourished and stuff and yeah I don't remember catching that in, in the trailers so it it was nice to see that in the movies to see just you know how far he's he's really broken down um, physically, mentally and and in, in that whole time period he's just kind of angry at, at Cap. Oh, you know. I got I Do you know how much I loved? He basically, when he lets gets back on Earth, he basically says, "I told you so." Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. He's like, "I'm the guy that wanted to build a suit of armor around the world, and you said if we lost, we'd lose together, but you weren't here." And he's like, "Like Cap has something to say to that." Yeah. Because he's right. Yeah. And and he's like, "I saw the vision. I saw this was going to happen. Like you were worried about our precious freedoms or whatever he says, and you can't argue with him." But the, it's, it's, it's again, I mean, it's a story from Civil War. Cap's right. You got to have your freedoms. But Iron Man, I mean, Tony's like, look, everything I said was going to happen, happened. You weren't there. We lost. Now we have to live with the consequences. But isn't that great, that the character development, though, that you have your, <coughs> your, your major characters, they don't agree with each other. And they, they still have that, that angst from Civil War. You know, that, yeah. that, that even, you know, after Infinity War, because those two guys don't even interact at all. And it finally comes to fruition. Here it comes. Here comes the anger, you know, and, and I love that they, they kept that because it was so it's been unresolved since Civil War on, on how they felt. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that. I really like the hate. Well, I mean, may hate's a strong word, but uh, j- just how upset he was at Steve. Yeah, it was totally... Um... It wasn't, hey, we have this bigger issue, let's shake hands and be buds. Right, you know? right. I don't they, even think it ends like that, to be honest with you. Uh, well, I I think when Tony gave him the shield, I think he kind of said, hey, let, let's make up. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I kind of got that, because that, that was the moment I got teary. I'm like, oh, <laughs> 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 he's got his shield back. <laughs> so I think they did a great job of, of first of all, his little daughter's the cutest thing in the world. There you go. And uh, they did a good job with that. And um, you see, his relu- I, I like that he's reluctant. Like, they come with, to him with a solution. 
Mm-hmm. He's like, no, like you, it's one in a billion chance you got out. Which can we talk about the rat? Because that's seriously the rat. They couldn't find it. The rat that turned the machine on that got Scott. Oh, oh it, okay, gotcha. They, they couldn't find another way to get him out of the quantum realm. <laughs> I mean, that, that's just that was pretty convenient. Yeah. I'm surprised so, they didn't anyway. use Captain Marvel for that. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Let you go fly by and accidentally hit the switch. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, so he comes with them. They come with him with a solution. It's like, no, it's too dangerous. We're not going to try it. We just got to move on. Um, and he blatantly says, look, why am I going to hit the reset button? Yeah. You know? he He's, like you said, he benefited the most after the snap. He, he has everything mm-hmm. that he could want. And the thing is, that's Tony. It's 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 not a selfishness. It's more of a pragmatic. You know, we lost. We need to move on from this loss. Yeah. You know, so uh, I thought it was. Did you find it not odd? But I thought it was weird he didn't go on the mission to get Thanos in the beginning. Or do you think it's because he was ill? <laughs> I just yeah. came back. <laughs> yeah, he was he was still pretty weak. Still, he oh, was okay. in no shape. Yeah, because isn't his, his his Iron Man suit? It's a part of him too. No, it's in that little container that he takes off and gives to Steve. Oh yeah. Well, he took it's it all off. It's all or whatever. Now. Yeah. Totally, totally like crumbled after that. Yeah. Yeah. And did you notice there wasn't a lot of Iron Man per se in this movie? Yeah. Like, no, you're right. Yeah. I, I think when I, I looked online that I think Cap had the most screen time and and Iron Man was just just behind him, but this was definitely a Cap movie. Well, if any word, it's definitely an Iron Man movie. So yeah, yeah. It, it balanced out. Uh, so let's... Uh, anything, anything more about Tony you want to bring up? Or? Um, I mean, how do you not talk about the, the end of the movie? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was... Oh, what does Thanos say? He, he says, I am inevitable. Inevitable. Yeah. Oh, my God. He says, I am. And the look on his face when he says it. Oh, it was so good. Such a termination. It's kind of like... Dude, I want to I cuss right now, dude. It's like uh, yeah. an F you, you know, like boom. And that's all it did. He sacrificed his life. And it's yeah. it's one of those things from Avengers where Cap is like, you know, are you the type of person that's going to give up your life for, for everybody else? And he, he absolutely does. Yeah, right. That's uh, from Avengers. He says, are you going to throw yourself on the line, on the barbed wire or something, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, when, he goes, no, I'm going to cut the barbed wire or right. something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this was, this is like, it's, it's something I thought was going to be a, a cap moment. I think. Right. I think but, we all did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, since it was Iron Man, and I I was flabbergasted. I did not see him dying, even though I, I think you and I talked about that he he could have been a possibility. I just I just thought he was such a uh, like the face of the Marvel MCU right. and Disney for him to be totally gone. It's I, I mean the weight of his death was pretty heavy. Yeah, it really was. Uh, but it, it, when you think about it, it's the only death that makes sense. Because even if Cap were to die, he would survive. Yeah, it would be meaningful, but this is the one that he started it. And yeah. he ends it, you know, with I am Iron Man. And do you think he knew what he had to do when, when Strange held the finger up? Or do you think he had the plan? Or Because, uh, I mean, when yeah. you think about it, it's kind of weird that he got all six gems out of the glove. Yeah, yeah. When, when Doctor Strange gave him that... The one finger? The one finger thing... I, I, I didn't know how to take that, honestly. Like, almost like Iron Man was looking at him like, hey, like, are we going to win this or what? You yeah. know, and it almost Dr. Stream was like, yeah, this is it. We, we will win this, but you have to do something. Right. I See, I took it as whatever you're thinking right now, this is our one chance. Ah, so yeah, maybe yeah. maybe Tony had that thought because he saw 
He saw Thanos take the Power Stone out and knock the crap out of Captain Marvel, which I cheered. Uh, knock the crap <laughs> out of Captain Marvel and put it back in. And then so, like, to me, that triggered, oh, I could take the stones out of the glove. And then he looked at Strange and Strange gave him, like, well, it's kind of like he got that idea and he looked at Strange for confirmation. He's like, this is our one chance. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And what a great moment. What a great moment. Oh. So great. good. <laughs> so good. And then, and then he snapped. And the best part was I was sitting there and as everything's disintegrating and Thanos isn't, I'm like, you better disappear. You yeah, better right. disappear. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just a great, great moment. Um, yeah, it was a great ending for for Tony. You, you look back and what's great, I'm so like, look, we didn't know how this was going to end. So the fact that we started the month watching Iron Man was perfect yeah, yeah. Uh, because it gives us you know you and i a refresher on everything he's gone through uh, and you look at where he starts and where he ends it's just amazing oh absolutely it really is. i just watched a, uh, an interview when he was on howard stern on youtube uh, mm -hmm. a couple days ago and like howard was basically asking him, like did you know that your character is going to be this big he said hey man the first year the marvel the mc was he says I was Atlas. It was all on my shoulders. <laughs> Cuz it's true Thor was like lukewarm and even yeah. First Avenger didn't do that great either. No, and, it didn't. And, and Incredible Hulk didn't do good either. Exactly. And if not for you know Downey uh or or the character of Iron Man, I mean without him, do do we get 22 films and this this epic movie of a gazillion dollars without you yeah, uh, if you want to talk about those first few years, people and I think Marvel stuck through Incredible Hulk, Thor one, Iron Man two, and Captain America one. They stuck through that so we could get to Avengers. And if Avengers didn't work, we wouldn't be here today. Yeah. But look, I, I mean, I liked First Avenger. I liked Iron Man two. Eh, I like Iron Man two. I I didn't like the Hulk and Thor. It's not a great movie, but it's watchable. But you you stuck with them. You're like, okay. This is a good movie oh, for two hours. That, that Thor movie, like the ones that you just mentioned, are not the caliber of movies we're used to now. No, I mean, the movies, the Marvel caliber movies now are are insane. That's so, why Iron Man still stands stands out, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like he was like, I was Atlas. I had the MCU universe on yeah. my shoulders, and uh, yeah, to to, to rewatch Iron Man before it's like if you had to pick that one movie, boy, that that's the yeah. one to pick. And, and, and you got to be you got you got to be fair. It's 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 him and Joss Whedon because if Avengers failed, we wouldn't be here right now. Yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah. So. It's, it, that that ending was fantastic for Tony, and it makes sense. Is it was, but the weight of it was just so powerful. Like, wow, mm -hmm. we can't believe he did it. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. All right, let's talk about Steve. Let's. Let Stevie us. boy. Oh my God, I couldn't tell you him, Chris Evans. Uh, like. You and I have mentioned several times on whoever cast these guys are just geniuses, and even to this day I'm thinking Chris Evans is Captain America. Like it's like sometimes I think like how does it work? But he he makes it work somehow. Like when I mm -hmm. see him in that in that Captain America outfit, he is just somebody else. You know uh, how he carries himself, um, and when he's not Cap, or no no when he's not playing the hero Cap and he's playing Steve Rogers. And he plays those vulnerable moments, especially when he sees Peggy. His face melts, his his heart melts, you right. know. And it, it he can convey that without words. It's it's truly amazing on what he's done uh, with that character. Because man, I can watch Chris Evans on other movies, and I don't see I don't see Captain America at all when he plays those roles. Though I can watch like uh, I don't know 
like Christopher Reeves play another role. I'm like, oh yeah, it's Superman. Superman, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's very underrated. I think I hopefully hopefully Downey at some point, probably not for this movie, but he gets a role where he wins his Oscar eventually. I hope Evans does because you're right. He has that quiet. He the way he comes when it comes to Cap, even at his darkest moments, is there's still that kind of you never. You never think Cap has lost hope. I mean, the closest he came was at the end of Infinity War when he's on the ground. He's like, oh, God. You know? Right, right. But even then, you're like, it's more like, not that he lost hope, but he's like, he doesn't know what to do next, which is rare for Cap. So even through this whole movie, he's got a plan, except when he tells his wood, he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do if this doesn't work. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know? <laughs> and it doesn't work, and they go five years waiting for Ant-Man. But I just think... This is a, this is Cap's movie more than anything else. Um, I, I I thought first of all when they go back in time and he's going to get the septum in the elevator, I'm like, oh my god, this is going to be another. <laughs> I could I was like, please let there be an elevator fight. Um, I totally but, thought about you honestly yeah. when that when that scene came up. Like we were just talking about this in the podcast, you know. I was it's like, got to oh. be another elevator. Fight. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was even better because he leads us as Hail Hydra, which. Is a, you know, I don't know if they meant to, but it was like a nod to the comics where he recently, maybe a year or two ago, he was revealed to be a Hydra, which is a stupid storyline. But anyway, um, but, you know, he walks out with the scepter and I like when he starts fighting himself and he's like, I could do this all. He's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, that kind of stuff is great. And Ed, he gets out of the chokehold uh, by telling, by saying Bucky's alive and didn't Rumlow do that to him? Yeah. Uh, uh, no. It, yes, he did. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, Rumlow like he had he had crossbones in Civil War, and he says to him, "You know he's alive or something like that, right?" Right. Does it give him so a he, pause? Yeah, and he, he did that to himself, and then of course, yeah, that's America's ass. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that that was great. It was nice. I think Steve's overall arc, um, getting decimated by getting the shield decimated, um was really stunning because i mean you and i read the comic books and nothing can destroy that thing like except because supposedly adamantium and vibranium in the comics right yeah uh so to see thanos's big whatever blade weapon thing destroy it was kind of took me aback yeah <laughs> but i was like okay i'll, I'll roll with it i was uh, expecting yeah. the i was expecting cap to go a little bit more face to face with thanos about hey as long as you know the the, the little thing that sharon carter gave it at the the eulogy of of his of our aunt you know like if as long as as long as one's person's standing you haven't won i was expecting that kind of dialogue okay but like it, face off yeah a, a little bit a little bit but i i think him of just the hammer rising up it was good enough oh, what a great scene. did you know what was happening when the hammer started moving i i had a feeling because the hammer was going straight up versus going exactly towards thor right you know but uh but i do love the fact that you know, Captain America has this grit. You know, he's he's getting his face. I mean, I mean you gotta think about Cap. He's not. I mean, he, yeah, he's super strong, but I mean, he was taking full blows from Thanos. You know, punch after punch, mm -hmm. and he gets up and his shoulders. I mean, I'm sorry, his shield is cracked in half, and he gets that shield. He tightens down that strap like I'm not done. Oh, you know, great. that look in his face. He's got blood pouring out his out of his mouth, and that look in his face is like. I'm, I'm not done on this. First of all, I love the way he wielded that hammer. He was dropping lightning on him. Oh, he was throwing it at him. He was, yeah. oh, it was great. He was using the shield and the hammer in conjunction with each other. Yeah. Uh, when he gets up and tightens that strap, which which was something we saw in the in the trailer, except they had the full the shield fully rendered. Right. 
Um, it's just such a great moment because that's that makes it even better. He's tightening this broken, cracked shield like it's at that point going to provide any kind of support for him. <laughs> and then you hear Sam's voice and his words on your left, which is how they met each other. Yeah. Oh, Remember dude, when Cap was running I around? I got goosebumps. Oh, my God. Holy and then the portal crap. started opening. Holy. You know, it's funny. When that happened, I totally forgot. I totally forgot that when Hulk snapped that he fixed all that stuff. I totally yeah. forgot. You know, this because this is all happening at, at at within hour. You know, basically within hours because everything happens so like quickly. minutes of each other. Cause yeah, they, yeah. Thanos destroys the compound like almost at, right after he snaps. Exactly. I'm like, I totally forgot. Like, I'm like, well, where do these guys come from? You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, but that 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 was incredible. That was a great moment watching them all step through and they all had their moment, and then Cap finally says the words. Ah. Oh. Yeah, a loop. You said it perfectly. Yeah, I was... it was amazing. <laughs> Avengers Assemble. It oh. was awesome. And I, I think I texted you this. Um, I texted somebody. I think it was you. It would have been a perfect time just to open up a hole and have the four Netflix heroes just walk oh, out. Yeah. They don't have to say a word. Just have them walk out ready to fight. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> and, and then Coulson and his shield agent, something. Yeah. You know, because they, they had the Asgardian army, right? And they the Wakanda army. Yeah. They had everybody. I mean, everybody you could think of that were there. But yeah, it would be pretty pretty cool if they saw Coulson. But that could have been a little distraction, maybe. Yeah, that's true too. I guess. Um, but it got a little uh, got a little Lord of the Rings there toward the end there. Oh, it totally did. Which was good though. Which is great. I mean, it was fantastic. It was just. Uh, I mean, Cap had the he had the best moment. I mean, Tony Stark had the best death. I don't know. Black Widow's death was really poignant too. Yeah, Black Widow Widow's death. The, you know, uh, I didn't see it coming that one. No, no more than more than more than Iron Man. I I did not. You know what? What's played in my head because you and I we do the twig, and mm. we've been talking about the Disney streaming service, and we've been talking about Black Widow has her show, and you're kind of thinking, well, of course she's gonna be alive. Well, she's yeah. getting a movie, yeah. Yeah, or yeah, a movie, and it's like, well, how are they gonna do this without her? It's a prequel. It's a, it's a prequel movie. Right. But still, yeah. I mean, it's you don't expect her to go uh, amongst all of them. And, and you're right. I was I was just like you. It's like, oh, come on, Hawkeye. Just <laughs> t- take it for the team. <laughs> but he does yeah. redeem himself. He, he absolutely does. Yeah, uh, he does a heck of a job. And I'm glad that he got a bigger role in this movie. Yeah. Um, you know what's pretty cool about this film, though? Like, I just, Even though I didn't like the first act so much... But it did have that feel of like, uh, like Ocean's Eleven, you know. Like this is what we need to do to get the to get the stones. You it's know, a time heist. <laughs> yeah, it's a time heist. Exactly. It was Steve Rogers, ten. <laughs> right. You want to call it. <laughs> so I, I just think with um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say something about Hawkeye. But anyway, good job, Hawkeye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I do like how they how they open the film with him, because when we see the trailer, I think I did assume that his daughter was gonna live. Okay. And and then he actually lost everything. Yeah. And uh, and I'm glad they didn't dust away. I'm glad they did it the way they did it. You're right. Right. When he just disappeared. Sure. Yeah. It just the look of panic on his face, like what the hell happened? And then he he went off the deep end, you know. Yeah. And and it's like, geez, I I agree with him. You know, I would just yeah. go in every bad person I know. I mean, he, he went out and just went nuts on them and stuff. And uh, it, it was I, I, I really liked him uh, in this movie. It, it made sense. 
he, he was useful, you know, um, and he was yeah. a voice of frustration, you know, like, uh, like when Hulk was like, oh, I don't know who is, who is arguing. They're at like the pier and, and, and Hawkeye was like, yeah, no, dude, she's Oh, the store. Because Thor's like, why are you acting like she's oh, dead? Oh, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's like, no, the red guy. <laughs> He's <Yeah>. like, you <laughs> go into space and talk to the red guy. Um, yeah, it was just, I think the Hulk was a little underdeveloped. He, he, he much more than probably Captain Marvel was a duet machina, you know, kind of like whatever you needed him to do, he would do, mm-hmm. you know, you know, he figured out the time thing more or less. And, uh, you know, he, he was able to do the snap to bring everybody back. Uh, and then they kind of sidelined him for the big battle. Um, so let's let's talk about You want to talk about the big battle or what's next on our list? Do we get the list? Uh, we got. Uh, well, if we're going by the list, we were going to talk about um, basically. Well, this is, we can say this towards the end. Yeah, let's talk about the battle. All right, let's talk about the battle. So I I, I wish we could have gotten more individual shining moments for everybody. You know. Um, what do you beyond mean? Beyond just, I mean, like Spider-Man, what is it, like Spider-Man's moment, Hawkeye's moment, Black Panther's moment is swinging the gauntlet somewhere. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I want to see some kick-ass punching or battling. I mean, the most Spider-Man did was activate kill mode. Yeah. Think about it, you know. Um but, but if you were to push the two movies together, Infinity War and this, like if you saw it as one big movie, right. do you think he needed more time, more screen time? Spider-Man, no. No, that's true. But you want to give these here, and, and we're going to be seeing more of Spider-Man. So yeah, maybe, exactly. Maybe, I think if, if, if you take a step back and look at Endgame, there's very much purposefulness on the six original Avengers. Yeah. There's a big focus on that. And I'm fine with that, actually. Yeah. yeah. Though I, I do think, though, when, uh, when Wasp... Uh, Materialized, she should have been like, like where am I? <laughs> I was just on the roof with my parents, and you know, like. Well, well, they made it seem like they all got gathered and were told what was going on. See that that would have been a cool. Well, yeah, that would yeah. have been a nice little thing, like on on the, on the Blu-ray, <laughs> like additional. That, like, well, that was a good thing too, like that they had the other sorcerers. You forget that the Earth has all these sorcerers. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so that 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 worked out too. Um, I, I just think. I'll tell you the moment I didn't like because it felt forced. Like if it was natural, I would have been cool with it. Mm-hmm. But the all-female Avenger scene. That was pretty blatant. Yeah. The thing is, in Infinity War, when, you know, Proxima Midnight wants to kill Scarlet Witch. Uh, yeah, Scarlet Witch. And she goes, you're going to die alone. Right. And then you hear Black Widow say she's not alone. And Okoye is there. That's natural, you know. Right. But this was like, hey, let's all stand here and watch each one of these female Avengers show up. And now we're going to run like a football team to get the... First of all, Captain Marvel's the strongest one of them. Why did she need blocking or anything? Like, she, <laughs> she flew through most everybody anyway. Uh, do you, I, I had a feeling when I saw that, like, they were maybe teasing something in the future. Maybe an all-female Avenger movie. Who yeah, knows? because there was a book like that, I think. Yeah, A-Force, I think A-Force. it was called. Yeah, uh, it didn't do well. Um, <laughs> I don't did it. I mean, I'm just saying. No, no, I hear you. I, I felt that moment was forced, and I didn't, I didn't like that forced moment. Um, I I was very. The, I think it was a great when. First of all, the scar. I, I'm looking at the scar, which and people around like, why is she so powerful when she almost defeats Thanos? I'm like, uh, she's born of one of the stones. Yeah. Her Captain Marvel and Vision were all born of stones. Right. Their powers. 
So, yeah, they're going to be proud. And it was 2014 Thanos who didn't have the gauntlet on. So that was totally plausible that Scarlet Witch could beat him. Um, and when they started raining fire down on her, yeah. I was like, that's a great moment. And then when the – and look, we know how to feel like Captain Marvel. But when the guns pointed to the sky, I was like, oh, man, she's coming. Like I was a little excited. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what's this going to be like? Because I knew exactly what's happened. People around were like, why are they pointing to the sky? What's going on? I'm like, yeah. I don't know what's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, oh. I, I did really minor as – as much i mean she 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 did what she did but obviously she, if she stayed in the movie too long it definitely would have offset things because she is really powerful but my my her characterization the way she talks to the other team members like am i overly sensitive or is she like a jerk to them okay like, I no no i i did think about this and and it it, it kind of brightened my brain a little bit when i saw an interview in regards to brie larson when she took on this Captain Marvel role, she she didn't do her movie movie yet. She didn't really knew, know who this character really, really was. Mm-hmm. And so even though she was kind of dry, it kind of – I think it, it enhances who that character is because she doesn't know who these people are. I mean for her to pretend like, hey, I'm, I'm your buddy or I'm friends with you would have been off. Oh, she doesn't be best friends with him, but she's so snippy to everybody and like – even five years later, when they're in the hologram, she's still kind of, I don't know, off-putting. Yeah. I, I felt her. She's <laughs> got a chip on her shoulder. She's got she's I got a galaxy so. to save, man. This is whatever. I know she only things. told us six times. <laughs> right. All right. We get it. Relax. <laughs> but I did like to say that you know they're like, didn't she have a line where you know a lot of the, a lot of other galaxies have been destroyed, but they they basically they don't have you they guys, don't have yeah. you guys i'm like oh that that's good thank you no that makes sense that's a yeah. valid reason for her not to be around the whole time i get that sure and that's why i don't think it's like you know uh out of the out of, well it literally came out of the sky but it's not like out of the blue she shows up at the final battle like that sure you know that made sense to me i wasn't like oh that's a stupid way out blah 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 um but and that they was the, with her par- that was the gandalf moment in Right, you know, it was like that was the 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 tide has turned, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And then, but even with her successfully fighting with Thanos when he has the gauntlet on, and he headbutts her and she doesn't move, I I think it's a brilliant move to take the power stone out of the out of the glove and just whack her with it. Yeah. Um, Well, I thought that was interesting though. Why why was taking the stone out stronger than when it was in the gauntlet? Well, probably because it um, it's concentrated, I guess. Oh, that's true. Because oh, that's true. Because if he uses all the stones at once, that's when he gets injured, right? Yeah, because I, I think, think he it, learned she, that. Well, yeah, he, and he can only use the stones when he closes his hand. Remember? That oh. was the, so he was able to close his hands. Right. She was stopping him from closing his hands. Yeah, that, that was bad. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that was that was fine. Uh, you know, her. Like I said, she was very minimal in this. Um, I think the battle. I, I, like I said, I wish I saw more actual fighting. That was nice seeing Giant Man stomping around on things. <laughs> yeah. um, Valkyrie slicing that one dude. Uh, yeah. The you know the, the the ship, the living ship from the first movie. Um, you know, I, I would have liked to have seen Ant Man and Wasp get into a little bit more with people. I would have liked to have seen um, uh, Koye had some decent screen time. Baku, I would like to see him smash you know, a couple of heads. I bet these scenes were filmed, but then you're probably touching on like four hours at this point. Yeah, you know, I just. I like Doctor Strange so much more in these two movies than I did in his solo movie. <laughs> I totally like agree with you. Yeah, he's more fully formed in these two movies. Yeah. Um, than in, in the and he really movies. didn't do much. I mean, honestly, he was just holding back the water. Yeah. 
That's basically yeah. what it is. But maybe, maybe that's the role he has to take for, for, to get that one, you know, one out of four billion, whatever. Uh, he has to play that role of maybe taking a step back. Yeah, that's he was he was doing what he had to do. Um, Winter Soldier did literally nothing. Falcon had some decent moments. Hey, did Groot say I'm Groot in this movie? He says it. Yeah, well, he says it in the ship at the end when they're when they're fighting it when they're like, oh, I'm the leader. Oh, does he really? I, and yeah, he says like, I, I am. Totally yeah. forgot about that. Totally forgot. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, it was just a really. Ah oh, man, that, that and I just wanted that battle. I wanted that whole freaking movie to be that battle. <laughs> <laughs> I really did. Man. I, it was too short. I felt like it was too short. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that is definitely a good point. Like, if I, I mean, it was a three-hour movie, and you and I both kind of agree that that first act was. I mean, it was it was fine, but I, it was I a lot of build up. It was a like, lot. It, was, of it wasn't boring, but it yeah. was a lot of build up. It was yeah. a lot of setting up the pins, setting up what needed to happen, things like that. Exactly, and if if I if I could trade out. A bulk of that to have more, <laughs> more oh, the battle scene. Uh, that's a, that's an easy exchange. I, w- I would take any day. Yeah, I mean, uh, so like going into past, all that stuff was all right. I, I, I'll tell you what I was critical about after the first viewing is all the time travel stuff. Because, but the thing is, they tell you in the movie. Because everything they do in that movie goes against what we've learned from other time travel movies. Right. You know, because you're like, well, how can they kill young? Nebula, you know how can they kill young Thanos? And I and I love how they just reference so many pop culture movies. Yeah, they're like those are, those are wrong. Those are wrong. Those are wrong. Basically, it's like there's a scene in Austin Powers where where he gets confused and and the and the Basil exposition just goes, just go with it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right. And he looks at the camera and just goes, just go with it. Yeah. So basically, that's what they're telling us is you just go with it. So it's something about you know your future your your past your future is now your past or something like that i was like oh, i'll run with it because none of this should make sense because he shouldn't be able to go back in time and live with peggy you know you can't kill 2014 battles because then the snap that happens but basically they created rea- alternate realities so they're really living in alternate I mean, right now yeah. there's a thor out there saying where's my hammer yeah you know where to well, go no, he brought the hammer back well then that's true too no but there's a there's a world out there where the decimation survived where they didn't survive where they didn't yeah on it's just the timeline that we happen to be watching sure. they, they they fixed it um yeah Even but peter once, parker he goes back to school and there's ned well that's another thing so, so I, I i have an answer for this one i thought about this one okay uh, my question is this if everyone comes back five years later and if spider-man which this is the big if if spider-man far from home takes place after this did him and all his classmates get snapped away? Yes. <laughs> that was my oh, answer. Okay. Well, that's, that's, that's the only way you can explain is that everyone... Yeah. Or or it takes place right before Infinity War. Before? Oh, okay. It could or be. Movie, no, yeah. no, because... Huh. Okay, I don't know. I mean, I don't know because we haven't seen the next movie, but I would just... The safest answer is that they all got snapped. All Pete's friends. That's ridiculous, though. But okay. Well, it's, it's hey, <laughs> you just go with it. <laughs> well, I'm gonna go with it, but I'm just saying it's a little ridiculous. Uh, so, uh, when talking about Steve Rogers when, on the bench, at first, I I was not thinking old Steve. I was thinking it was young Steve because it was just a, like a skinny guy. 
Oh, like pre serums? Yeah, I was like, wait, what is like what is going on? He did look smaller. Yeah, he did look smaller. He looked skinnier, and and I was like, oh wow, they're going to that because they did do that in the in the comic books, uh, where he did advance his age. He lost his powers, and he became like the director of Shield and stuff. And and Falcon did actually take on the mantle of Captain America. Right. Um. But but I I I think in my heart I was expecting him never to come back. You know, I wasn't expecting to see him again at all. Like, like when he left and, you know, Hulk's trying to bring him back. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, he's with Peggy now. And, and that's the way it's going to be. And then he pops up a little bit, you know, a few moments later. I thought you'd see him again. They had to explain it. He wouldn't just leave like that. Um, I liked it. It wasn't exactly what we thought would happen. I, I really thought it'd be an afterlife thing. But then are they going to deal with the afterlife? But why not? You know, Dr. Strange and all that. But. I think it worked out perfectly. I liked it. Um, it's just, do we really expect him to sit on the sidelines for the next 70 years while things go down around him? <laughs> you know, so that, I mean, that leaves it open for a Disney Plus series. <laughs> exactly. You know? yeah. And then this Peggy is, what happens to Peggy's Agent Carter career? Does she still help start S.H.I.E.L.D. and all this other stuff? Uh-huh. Well, who knows? But uh, I like I liked this ending. Were you surprised? I was surprised he gave the shield. I thought it would be. I really thought the Falcon Winter Soldier series would be about who gets to wield the shield, and it could still be. Right. But I don't know that because Bucky pretty much said go go to him. Like Bucky said to him, "Go ahead." You know, I thought about this. Like, could Bucky be Captain America considering his past and mm-hmm. what he's done? You know, and uh, and you know, Falcon's been with us a lot longer too i mean it, it's hard to think about this because you and i've we've known cap beyond the movies you know right. and the relationship with bucky ever since you know i mean that's has always been his driving thing of his guilt of bucky died for him you know so yeah. to speak and and so when i think from the movie universe falcon does make more sense versus yeah. the comic book universe i mean I, I just thought they'd do the drama of of who gets to wield the shield but it's as opposed to, but it makes more sense for Cap to hand it over. Sure, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, basically, when I saw that, it's like, okay, this is we're in the moment now of uh, this is what we're going to see in the future from now on. You know. So, it, does he go by Captain America or does he stay Falcon and he just carries the shield? Uh, I think he's called Falcon still in in the comic well, he, books. Well, he, no, I mean, but he changes movie, his outfit though. Yeah, yeah, in the movies, because he says, I have to get used to a world without a Captain America, and that's why he gives him a shield. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he adopts the moniker of Captain America. Yeah. There you go. He's going to, oh, they should call him the Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> Shave his head, the bald eagle. Okay, John, how about we talk about, all right, right off the bat, comic book nerd out, dude, what was your favorite scene or scenes? Avengers, assemble. <laughs> Come on. How could that not be my favorite scene? That was that was freaking good. And literally, Captain Marvel <laughs> saying, "I won't be around for a while." I was like, "Peace." <laughs> it was, dude. I'm not even joking. How loud I, I was like, "Okay." <laughs> I was like, "Yes." <laughs> All right. No, no, no. That that. No, that's that joking. Captain... That's not my. Uh, uh, yeah, Avengers is my favorite scene. Absolutely. The hammer going. Cap holding the shield and the hammer. Oh. I need a. I need a Funko Pop of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, what else is a favorite scene? Uh, some of the funny stuff was good. Uh, and Ant Man baby scene, uh, you know, when he kept, like, so, someone peed my suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I totally forgot about that. That's hilarious. 
No, yeah, the, that's I would say those are my top scenes. The, the Captain America, anytime Cap's on screen, I am so engaged. It's not even funny. Like every yeah. word that he that he speaks, and you know, Scarlet. I'm, I did it again. I'm sorry, Black Widow. Uh, her emotional breakdown in the beginning of the movie was so good. You know, oh, the, with, her yeah. pain was so damn good. When when Rhodey tells her about the the Mexican cartel, yes, and they think it was yeah, and exactly. She she breaks down. I, I, I totally love the, these vulnerable moments yeah. of these characters. It almost seems like, yes, it's like, you're right. I mean, yeah, I guess they had to do it. I guess they had to show where they are and how, how defeated they were. Yeah. Uh, I, I said, eh, okay. <laughs> Let me ask you this. I, I, I got to know, and I got to get your opinion on this, because I really don't want this to be true. Huh. Do you think the only reason they killed her was because of what I said before? Is like, you can't have Captain Marvel be the leader of the Avengers if Black Widow is still around. Yeah. No, you're you're absolutely correct. You think that's why they wrote that into the script? It has to be. It has oh, to be. That's so wrong. No, it has to be though, because if Black Widow was around, it's guaranteed she's the leader of the Avengers. There's no absolutely. there's no question about it. She's a tactician. She's she's been through wars and, and, and she's she is like that heart and soul of the of the team itself that everyone uh, resonates with. And you you can't have her around because every time those two are gonna be on the screen, there's no way you're gonna think that Black Widow's gonna be like a background listen, yeah yeah it has to be that way that stinks well sorry <laughs> reason the color all right <laughs> yeah hey so it's funny you you and i have been poo-pooing on captain marvel uh can you think of any other hero they probably could have used that would have been different that that could have been i don't know a, the same role yeah to be a better vehicle from you know, the, the, well, it's not even the character of Captain Marvel. I just don't know that they're writing her correctly. I think Captain Marvel was a poor choice. She's never been, yeah. in the comic book point of view, she's never been a strong character. I mean, not strong like physically wise, just a uh, comic book. Popular. Guy. She's not it, a popular it, character. Exactly. Yeah. They keep trying to make her popular, and she's not. And it's, right. There's a reason for that. She's boring. She's vanilla. Like, um, if I, uh, She Hulk, maybe. Mm. <laughs> No, I find her boring in the moment. So. Do you? Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know. Like, I look, I like I like Captain Marvel that turns to light. The, the, the first Captain oh, yeah. Marvel I ever knew. Right. No, no, no. That's a good one. Yeah, Monica Rambeau. Yes. I liked her. I would have um, loved to seen her. Uh, and she does pretty much the same thing. She could have yeah. done the same exact thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I have and, to And think. I liked her role in Captain Marvel, too. I thought, I thought she was a better <laughs> actress. The little girl? <laughs> Play Monica. Yeah, absolutely. That's funny. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I just don't. Um, I, I I don't know. You want to talk about the future? Or you want to go to the other things first? Okay, well, let's go into because um, that's kind of it. Um, is there anything that you didn't expect? I, I didn't expect Black Widow to die. That totally came out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, I agree um, with that one too. I, I I will say only because I, I've been saying it for o- over a year now since Infinity War. I really did expect Cap to die, so I will say I didn't expect him to survive. What do you think uh, Captain America's reaction when he turned the Soul Stone and, we, and be like, "What the f?" Right. I want to see that. <laughs> Don't you want to see him return all those stones? Yeah. I mean that yeah. that would be pretty cool. And just just that alone. Hey, I don't know. Okay. Now we're speaking about this. It just perked my brain. How cool was that? That when when they're in their first act, they're going back to like, you know, back to the Battle of New York, and you Other see, movies, yeah. yeah, and they're just basically like sneaking around. <laughs> I thought that was pretty cute. 
you know. Oh my god, who 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 had the easiest paycheck? Uh, uh, Natalie Portman uh, <laughs> or oh, just, uh, Robert Redford? <laughs> I, I, you know, the Natalie Portman thing to me that just felt like like deleted scenes that you just never saw because no, she had zero interaction with anybody. Because she because she was in the um she was at the premiere. So that's speculative rumors that she was in the movie. Oh, no kidding. Robert Redford, I did not expect that one. Like, no. what? Yeah. Did not expect. And, and the eleva- elevator scene, I was like, no way. Oh, those guys? Yeah, Rumble yeah, and all that? exactly. Yeah. And, and the whole setup was perfect because, you know, Cap's in there and he's kind of looking around like, oh, no, what's what's going to happen? <laughs> Actually, Michelle Pfeiffer probably had the easier paycheck. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. She didn't well, the thing was, I think Ant-Man and the Wasp was film. Ant-Man and the Wasp was filming the same time as Infinity uh, as uh, Endgame, and then Captain Marvel was filmed after Endgame. Yeah. So Ant-Man and the Wasp, those people were still around, I guess. So that maybe was part of their whatever. Sure. But did um I, did Henry Pym did he have an outfit or did, was he even there? I don't remember. Did he? You mean during the fight? Yeah. No, he wasn't there during the fight. Okay, thank goodness. <laughs> well, he was at, he was in the funeral, and then they de-aged him. First of all, can we talk about the de-aging technology? Uh, okay. That's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need to figure out how we can use that like all the time. <laughs> oh, they're gonna figure out how to do that for photographs soon. Like, when, like when you when, you, when your kids get super. Well, I don't know why your kids would need them, but you know, <laughs> when you go to Sears portrait or whatever, it'll de-age you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it, it is frightening on how good it is i mean it's almost like boy this could be used for evil <laughs> oh, oh absolutely you know, dating it, profiles will never be the same yeah <laughs> that's right wow you look good for 53 yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah uh let's see future anything, Mar- well go ahead uh, anything you didn't like didn't like uh uh i think i said it before the introduction of captain marvel in the very beginning of the movie was just like Wow, if you didn't watch Captain Marvel, you I think you'd be a little bit confused. Okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. even they didn't even touch upon the the end credit scene of Captain Marvel. I mean, if they use at least that, I think that would made more sense. But yeah, she and was it was just kind of chumming see, around I, with them. I feel like they filmed it like the end of because the, the end of the Captain Marvel scene, credit scene, post credit scene ends with her saying we're Fury or something like that, right? Yeah. And then so all you have to say is, well, this is what happened can you go get Tony Stark? And that explains that whole, cause she just pops out of nowhere in this movie. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like, you know, I talked about Thor's portrayal. Um, I, it's just unbalanced to me. Yeah. Um, I think that's it in terms of not like, like totally didn't like, uh, I can think of off the top of my head. So yeah. Okay. Uh, future of Marvel. I don't know. I'm worried. I don't, I don't know that they can do this again. And I think, They'd be crazy to try to do another 10 year, 20 movie thing that leads up to because I don't know that they have the strength of characters. I don't know that Captain Marvel, Shang Chi, Chi, Eternals. I don't know that these guys have the weight because, yeah, we could say, well, well, they did it with Doctor Strange. They did it with uh, Guardians, but they were supported by Thor, Cap and Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't you know, I, I totally expect at San Diego Comic Con for them to announce the new Avengers. Like that'll be the next Avenger group movie, so called the New Avengers, and I I totally expect Captain Marvel to be the leader of that team. Well, speculate, or maybe, or maybe Falcon, maybe Falcon. If you can speculate, like you know, everything that we've seen was the build up to the Infinity Gauntlet in comic books. Right. What would be, you know, two or three major storylines you think if they were to kind of replicate what they did, you know, now, 
you know, small individual movies building up to something big. What, what do you think they were, they may go for? I, I would think they'd have to go the opposite because this was such a cosmic expanding, uh, you know, trillions of people dying or not dying epic. Yeah. They'd have to go smaller and make it very much more personal, like like cut through the heart of the MCU. So it, it would make sense if they start planting the seeds of, of uh, Secret Invasion, where they all just stop distrusting. Because look, they're all together now. They're all heroes. They're all, you know, we just we just saved Thanos. We're going to save the world. We're going to save the galaxy. Well, now you got to start sowing those seeds of distrust. Yeah. And you got to fracture them more so than they were even fractured in Civil War. Right. Because you can't go big again. I mean, what are they going to do? Bring Galactus? Well, Sorry, no, so they... no. You're you're making a good point because when I'm thinking of like uh, Secret Wars, Secret Invasion, it's like how do you tell these stories without Cap and Iron Man and you know the, those guys? And yeah, I guess you would have to go in that direction to go or, a little more. Or, Secret Wars, you can kind of pull it off because maybe the difference of well, they kind of did that with Civil War. You know, good guy versus good guy. Well, Secret War would be good if, if it was the original Secret Wars where all the bad guys against all the good guys. Yeah. But again, they've, they've set up their bad guys to just be opposites of, it, of them. So right. it is almost like Civil War. It, it, it's, I don't know what they're doing. I'm sure they have a plan, but I don't know what it entails. And again, how do X-Men and Fantastic Four work into us even though they're saying we're not going to see them for like five years? So based upon... Or what about a mutant? Oh, man. What about a mutant war? What about like mutant registration or something like that? Oh... Based upon the, just think about the information we got from Endgame. Uh, I mean, they were planting. Well, okay. What I mean to say is, you know, Valkyrie is, is she's now the queen of Asgard, right? And now we have the Asgardians of the galaxy. I mean, those are the, the potential like future films. Right. Well, we have Spider-Man, we have a Doctor Strange, we have another Black Panther coming, we have the Eternals, we have Shang-Chi, we have a Black Widow, uh, we're assuming prequel. Are we seeing, uh, like, who takes on the mantle of Iron Man? Is it his daughter or is that the kid from sure. Iron Man 3? Oh, you, well, is there a real Iron Man? Like, are you saying someone in the suit? Well, okay. Ah, so, at the very I end think, of the I end screen... Wakanda's, I think Wakanda's going to be providing the technology for the whatever team. It could be. But at the at the very very end of the, of the end credit scenes, you heard that banging of, right, of Iron Man's building the suit. Now, and, and I took that as, okay, is who's someone's going to take on the mantle of Iron Man? See, I took that as just the just an homage. An homage, yeah. Uh, well, look, I can see that because they did put the the young boy from Iron Man three at the funeral scene. He's the he's the teenager standing by himself. Seriously, I mean, why put him there? <laughs> you know, just for that. I mean. If, if a lot of people didn't know who that kid was, you know. But do they? I don't know if they. Yeah, I don't know because in the comics it's a it's a it's an African American female that takes on the Iron Man thing. I don't know if they'll do another. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I don't know. I just don't. I I don't know that these heroes that are left with the aside from Spider Man, like he's the biggest name. Yeah. You know, Guardians is good, but James Gunn's done after this third one. Who knows what's going to happen? Who knows if they do another Guardians after this, if it's the same Guardians, like same characters. Is the Guardians movie going to be more about finding the alternate Nebula, timeline? Right? Gamora? Gamora, you're right, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's what that's what it looked like they were looking, because he was searching Gamora. Okay, so here here is here is my thought. When Thanos dies in Infinity War, he sees baby Gamora, right? Right. Uh... And Black Widow dies in the Soul Stone too. 
like in my head, potentially, could these guys still come back? Like, are they just on another? If they're plane? already in the Soul Stone, well, see, Clint, when when Thanos gets the stone, he goes. Well, we we assumed it was a Soul World, and he sees Baby Gamora. Yeah. When Clint, when Clint's, uh, when Black Widow dies, and Clint gets the stone, he doesn't see anybody. Hmm. So I don't know. I I feel like they really set up like, no, she's gone. Like, <laughs> she's really gone, guys. Like you're your prequel movie. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, I, mean, I was just putting out some hope out there that maybe. No, I, look, I want it. I want. I mean. Oh, oh wait a minute! But do now, you bring her back? Do you bring Tony on. back? Does that like ruin Adam the whole... Warlock? Isn't he control of the Soul Stone in the? Well, he's not. He's not alive yet, or whatever. But he will be. Well, the thing is, this they had the Infinity Watch. I remember yeah. people that were responsible for each stone. Yeah. But the stones are gone now because he disintegrated. I don't know how it works. See, this is the time thing now. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking maybe Adam Warlock because he was in charge of the Soul Stone, or he was in the Soul Stone. So maybe mm. there is that little out of bringing back Gamora and you know Black Widow or something. Does but does if Black Widow or Tony come back, does that not take away from the end? But but Tony didn't die for the Soul Stone though. No, I'm just saying in general. If, if no, no, I, I get what you mean. But because look, you you could still do uh, RDJ. You know, you could have him make recordings or something for his daughter. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he could always show up in a movie again. Um, you know what? What makes this movie so unique compared to all the rest of the Marvel movies? It's like the first movie you felt like there is a, a like a a clear ending right. to something, and then I I think it, it's the weight of this movie was just so strong because you knew it was going to happen because you and I both knew like didn't know. Who's going to continue? Who's going to die? I mean, it was it was that weight. I, I think just really made this movie more impactful, uh, and it was just it's different than any of the other Marvel movies. The other Marvel movies, it, it always ended with, and here's something coming up next. You know, yeah. this is what's coming in the future, and this one we didn't get that. So, I, I get their choice of not having like mid credit scene and credit scenes just to to keep with that weight of the movie. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. That's why I didn't think they'd do a credit scene. Stanley's cameo. Did you like it? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I was expecting a little bit more. He's had better ones. Definitely. I like that they de-aged him. Yeah, but he had. But, yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, considering it's his last one, because they're pretty sure he's not in Far From Home. Um, oh, he's not. I think they said he's not. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah, I was. I was expecting maybe a little bit more, but who knew. He's like I said. He's he's had better, more impactful ones. You're right. No, it was no. fine. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Jonathan, on Instagram. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have anything else you wanted to share? Uh, no. Just whatever you're going to bring up on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> well, we. Um, do you want to talk about the, our follow-up show after this? Yeah. So uh, we're going to have our weekly twig, the week of geek. Again, we didn't have one last week because you and I were both traveling. Uh, but. In searching out news stories so far, Alan, shockingly, most of the news stories about <laughs> Avengers Endgame. So it's going to be a special edition of the Week in Geek focusing on uh, the Avengers Endgame news and maybe a little little quick hits here or there about other things because I know we don't talk a lot about it on the show, Alan, but a little show called Game of Thrones had a huge episode this weekend, too. <laughs> so um, maybe we'll, we'll bring that up. For, we'll talk about that for a minute or two. Uh, but yeah, just kind of look at Tor Twig to be a special edition of Avengers Endgame this week. Yeah, I feel like when I hit, when I stop uh, recording, like, there's just gonna be so much more I wanted to talk about about this freaking movie. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, on Instagram, I, I did put out there if, you had, if they had any questions for us or, or how they felt about it and, and more importantly, how they rated. And this is, when I got the feedback, I was actually, like, really shocked uh, of 
of the numbers. But hey, before we start that, let me ask you, one out of ten, what would you give it? I think I gave Infinity War a nine or a nine and a half. Mm -hmm. So whatever I gave that, I'm giving this half a point lower. So if I gave it a nine and a half, I'm giving this a nine. If I gave it a nine, I can give this an eight and a half. I still think Infinity War is the better uh, constructed movie and characterization of Thanos and stuff like that is, is better than this one. I uh, my my number is exactly the same as yours. I gave it a nine, and mostly because I, it's, it's hard for me to to separate Infinity War and Endgame. Like I I, I, I in my brain it's like one enormous movie, mm-hmm. but if I had a Infinity War, did feel more complete. I think. And the fact that they did end the movie on a loss is, was like a wow thing. Right. And with Endgame, it was, it was kind of like, uh, yeah, they had to basically try and answer every single thing that they can answer in, in a three-hour span. But but they gave service to, to the comic book fans. They gave service to the characters that we wanted to hear about and stuff. So uh, I, I, I gave it a nine. So I'm going to give me, you... Let, go ahead. No, I was going to say, let me ask you this. And if you... In a few months, when this thing's out on digital or whatever, do you see yourself sitting down and watching both of them back to back? I want to badly, sitting? like really bad. A, it's a long day. Six hours. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a long day. I mean, Infinity War. This is one of those times where you can kind of fast forward. You know, like when, when Thanos is talking to Gamora in Infinity War. Eh, I'll pass. Oh, I, I I totally skip that every time. <laughs> yeah, I can reduce that movie to like one hour easily, yeah. uh, and then and then hit Infinity War just to see how they kind of like meld together. I'm really curious to see how that feels because uh, the way Endgame starts is it's the exact vibe I think you want to feel right after Infinity War. And I just want to see what that experience is like. Okay. Okay. So uh, let's start off with Dr. J. Mr. Dr. J. Uh, I'm going to ask you, what do you think he rated it? You know Dr. J is a buddy of yours. Ours? (laughs) Ours? Um, What did he rate it? Yeah, what do you think he rated it? Well, he said some things online that makes me think he... I'd say seven. Boom. Yeah. Good you. Uh, yes, uh, he gave it a seven. I was I was kind of shocked about that one. Uh, he did ask some questions, which we kind of answered already. What do you think the MCU goes from here? We kind of talked about that. Um, next big crossover. Again, we talked about that, too. He mentions Galactus. Huh. I, I don't know. You think they go cosmic again? Uh... I, 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 why Eternals? That's cosmic, right? Yeah, that's true. I guess you would have to. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Galactus is, is, I think Marvel does want to, I don't know, fix the taste of Fantastic Four, maybe? Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the FF. That's Yeah, I think. But, you know, what's, what's worse? A guy that destroys half the universe or a guy that eats planets? Well, they're both pretty hefty. But it, but in both aspects, when 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 they had uh, Galactus, that's a tough character to <laughs> to fight against. I mean, like visually, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, I mean you have to give him his purple helmet and all that stuff. You have to make him a physical embodiment. Sure, absolutely. I mean, if anything, I would think Galactus may be like the third, like phase of Marvel. Being this is the first, right? Or maybe they combine a Beyonder. What if what if this whole thing against Thanos awakens a Beyonder? Yeah, you know, like turns his eye toward Earth. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yeah, maybe so. Okay, he he did ask, were we satisfied with Stanley's cameo? You and I were both meh. Here's one. He and in in our group chat, he did bring this up. Did it live up to the hype? To the hype? Huh. 
Well, that begs the question: Could anything live up to the hype? Because it was pretty hyped up. It was. It was hype. It yeah. was hyped up. Yeah. Uh, I'll say yeah. I'll say yeah. It, I it delivered. It I, I think it delivered. Absolutely, it did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, it did. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think I went in there and left and was disappointed at all. And knowing on how close you know they kept the cards against their chest with the Russo brothers, they did a fantastic job of not spoiling anything at all. It's it's amazing how little I knew going into this movie. Absolutely, it's I'm, I'm applauding them that yeah. they were basing their own work and their history as the basis of listen, trust us, it's going to be good, and that's all they needed to do. You know, we didn't need to see the double lightsaber thing to get us excited. Yeah, so. All right, cool. uh, let's see. His favorite moments, lifting the hammer, Avengers Assemble, Tony with Infinity Gauntlet. Emotional moments. And the reason why I've been asking this question is my wife, Jonathan, literally laughed her ass off when I told her I cried. I mean, she Which was like... Which part did you cry at? Anyway, hold on a second. She must have been <laughs> laughing for like 10 minutes. It was actually a little bit like annoying and embarrassing at the same time. So I, I did have to ask, was I the only one? Um, what part did you cry at? A lot. Like I was oh, okay. very emotional. Listen, I had a tough week, man. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not judging you. No, no, no. Okay, okay. I'm not gonna say I cried. I did well up. My yeah, my parts fine. a lot with a lot with um with Cap. You know, with seeing Peggy. Like I was like, dude, oh, are you gonna yeah. knock on that window or what, bro? You know, like are you gonna, you know, are you gonna take that? Or or even when Tony met his father. I mean, I those were like, wow. Like I was not expecting that, and. Again, they do this movie. Endgame did so much deep character development, way more than you know. I thought I knew these characters, and and they 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 hit a nerve of of something deep within them that I didn't think they were going to go. And and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was it was emotional. Yeah. Uh, So his moments was uh, on your left um, when Happy and Morgan were talking, and he says, "I'll get you all the cheeseburgers you want." Right. Tony's sweet. Yeah. Uh, Life of the Party, he's on Instagram. He gave an 8.4. Favorite nice. scene, he liked it when Thanos just wasn't giving up. You know, like the whole, like he was taking on the, the big trilogy there. Yeah. And he was whipping their asses. He was holding his own, yeah. Absolutely. And he his eyes watered when Natasha sacrificed herself. Oh, that was rough. See that? Uh, let's see, we have here Yo It's Pre, a.k.a. Priscilla from Instagram. She gave an 8.5. Um, she did ask, "How do we feel about the time travel and the plot holes it created?" I roll with it. Yeah, they, tell you, us, they, they basically say, "Look, sit back and enjoy." <laughs> yeah, if you think about it too much, it's just going to ruin it. It's one of those. Things it really will ruin it. Yeah, you just got to let it go. Well, the, the, this is this is how I got around it. Just because a lot of Hollywood movies follow the same time travel rules doesn't mean they're right. We don't know what time travel rules are. So <laughs> right, right. Why? Why? What makes the uh, End games rules any different than others. Exactly. Yeah. More and, and, or less, more or less right. And the timeline that we're following is what the movie theater version. That's right. our timeline, and everything else saw. is just uh, something else. We're um, linear with that time. <laughs> <laughs> she did ask, you know, what was, uh, how did we feel about the back of the future bashing? Um, I wouldn't call it bashing. It was more like, uh, I thought it was awesome, actually. I, I really liked yeah, that they, it. Yeah, you mentioned it was that. Nice. I love the Raiders of the Lost Ark callback too. I mean, I thought that was fantastic. Which was that? Oh, when um, when a Rhodey oh, was like, the, uh, "Hey, anything that's Temple of whatever, you know, <laughs> like spears are gonna fly out and stuff." I thought uh, I was I like, like, "Oh yeah. yeah." I like when they're naming time travel moves, and he goes, "Die hard." He goes, "Wait, that's that's not one." Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. So no, I, I didn't mind. I didn't see this bashing. I 
I can see if you. I mean, I love. Look, we, you and I love Back to the Future trilogy. Yeah. I just see it as bashing. I just like I said, once you, once you don't pit everyone's version of what time travel is against each other, you're fine. It, yeah, 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 sure. yeah. Uh, she loved when Steve picked up Mjolnir and and the fact that he was able to live his life, his whole life with Peggy, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got sad when Tony died. Uh, oh, see when Tony gave uh, Steve the shield. Yeah, my that, my eyes walled up. I was like, yeah. oh, that was. That was pretty impactful because, right, Civil War, he's like, man, you don't deserve that shield. And he just drops That's my it. father's shield. Yeah, it's that's so, my father's shield, exactly. So um, petty. It's so playground. It's <laughs> my ball. That's right. And, oh, yeah, and the fact that Natasha never uh, got over her guilt from her past. Uh, and, and yeah, that, that was pretty deep, man. I mean, she was, I mean, her devastation was, was pretty apparent. And she sacrifices herself for her. Because, oh, you know, she called the Avengers her family, but even you can tell from Age of Ultron that, Hawkeye was like her adopted family. You yeah. know, they were getting the baby Nat. Well, they named the boy Nat. You know, so um, she's gonna live on. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm getting now. Well, I got. All right. Uh, KMS two hundred six. Kel. Uh, he's a big comic book guy, and I and and I wanted to bring him up because he is very much in the comic books, and he gave it a ten, which was was great. Right. He he loves that this wrapped up the whole like all the marvel films he loved when cap picked up the hammer and again you know when he got teary-eyed when natasha sacrificed herself for the soul stone um from a comic book fan's point of view jonathan i mean you're i mean i would say you're you and i were we're, we're we have our foot in both right movies and comic mm-hmm. books do you think being mostly into the comic books do you think that affects you in any way what do you mean? It's the enjoyment of the film, or yeah, like you know, do you if like if you were to follow more of the comic book itself, do you think that takes away the movie? Um, because I can see how it can. Like if you have an expectation of oh, of what, what you want in a movie, and, and, and it no, I mean, I, I mean, I don't read currently. So uh, if we're going by, if you talk about like the original Infinity Gauntlet story, and what I the thing about these Marvel characters is these are the Marvel characters we grew up with. Their personalities, how they act. Now it seems like they're moving into what's more, you know, like a Falcon Cap type of thing. And that's why I'm a little concerned for me about how these movies are going to affect me. Again, we talk about Captain Marvel because we didn't grow up. Like Captain Marvel, and again, I don't want to bash her, but it seems like they're really, really, really trying to put Captain Marvel over. And Captain Marvel was not a big character while we were growing up reading comic books. I don't so think it's she's weird to kind of books. I mean, uh, yeah, but they're really trying to make her one. Uh, um, and the thing is, it's hard for me to look at her like she's a, a B B class character to me to look at her as one of the top three or four. So having that background, the, the knowledge of Thor, knowledge of Cap, knowledge of Tony Stark, like knowing their personalities from, you know, he, he, I was around 1960, but I read the reprints from right. then until you know for 30 years forward, knowing the type of, of heroes they were. When they were consistently written, uh, these movies are great. It enhances it because these these what Marvel has done has put from comic to screen. DC hasn't done. I mean, DC came close to Superman, Christopher Reeve Superman, mm-hmm. but you know that you know uh, Michael Keaton Batman was a huge departure from comic book Batman at the time, and and, and it can't be TV show too, right? And it works, but it's 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 not what we grew up reading. You know what right. I mean? Yeah. These heroes on these screen that just ended this Endgame movie were the heroes you and I grew up reading. Yeah. And it exactly. Was okay. And Jason from Conversations with Jason and Pete, he gave it a six. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I was like, what? 
uh, and and Jason is a very you know you and I both know him. He, he is a he's deep into comic books. I mean, yeah. I mean, currently still, and he felt that it was entertaining, but he felt that parts that he he disliked outweigh the good. So much wrong with it, but he's uh, but he says he's saying it's from a comic point of view and not just a movie watcher. Um, and he wanted better content and a shorter movie. And I, I can see that. I mean, right. three, uh, like I said, if I could exchange the first half, uh, first half hour, and tack it on for half hour more battle scenes, mm-hmm. uh, then I think I'm down with that. But you have to with these movies, you have to suspend what you know from the comics, because I mean, Infinity War. Well, the whole thing, nothing went like the comic series except gathering the stones and yeah. making it. Right. I mean, he had homages whole, to the comic book, but yeah, the whole final battle point. takes place in space. Yeah, you know, so um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I yeah, I, maybe if he sees it again, he might have a different eye toward it. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's, it's his opinion. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Key Artis, he just chimed in as we were podcasting. He gave it a nine point five. Uh, nice. Oh, by the way, Thomas Key Artis, if you want to check out his Instagram account, this. This guy can draw. <laughs> it's like it's like uh, like photographs. Uh, gives it nine point five. His favorite moments. Uh, too many to list, but his tops again. Cap wielding Mjolnir. Uh, his audience went crazy when that happened. Uh, did your did you have a, a loud audience, Jonathan? Oh yeah. I mean, they went crazy when when the Black Panther walked through the portal. They went crazy when the female Avengers got together. They gasped when Black Widow threw herself off the cliff. Uh, I yelled yes when Molnar was flying to Cap. I went, oh my god! Like we all yelled, oh my god! When he said Avengers Assemble, yeah, you know that kind of stuff. That's so, so important. Um, <laughs> A good audience, I think, really takes it over the top. Yeah. Um, on your left, and all the heroes coming through the portals was awesome, and of course, Avengers Assemble Battle Cry killed it. Great moments, emotional moments. Tony's death, cheeseburger line with Happy and Hogan and Morgan. Uh, Cap oh. getting what? Um, oh, I love you three thousand. Oh, <laughs> Cap getting with Peggy Carter for sure, handing the shield off to uh, to Sam, with Bucky's blessing. Yeah, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thor joining the Guardians. Do I, I was not expecting that at all. I thought, I thought we're done with Chris Hemsworth. No, I, I remember we talked about how he's probably the cheapest out of the three original. Hmm. Interesting. And if, and if he's part of an ensemble not carrying, well, I don't know. I don't want to. I'm his manager. I just read today that, honestly, just today, right before we were recording, I just read an article saying that, hey, as long as Marvel wants me as Thor, I'm here for you. I was like, wow, that's awesome. Mm. You know? I, um, and I think you'll see Chris Evans be Cap again if, if there's like a series or something. Oh, sure. Like if they took yeah. a different spin on it, maybe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I would, hey, I would love to see him. Uh, let's see. Tony with his dad, 1970. Lots of great stuff. Um, yeah, thank you, Thomas. And of course, uh, Gina Mo Box, the super fan. She gave it a 10. Uh, teared up nice. when Iron Man died at the end of the end of the movie, and when Cap came back as old man, uh, Cap. And she laughed when they went looking for Thor in Asgard and found him slouching. Uh, dude, I was not expecting that. I thought that was no, hilarious. I wasn't that either. Yeah, yeah, that that was great. That was funny. It was funny. Um, I have one last question for you, Jonathan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thanos, the biggest badass of the Marvel Cinematic Universe to this point, right? Yeah, obviously. Okay. So let me ask you this. The recent Justice League, 
Ugh. Which would be Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, Flash? Green Lantern? She was in Oh, no, movie. I'm sorry. Yeah, not Green Lantern, Flash. Aquaman. Aquaman. Okay. Let's say it's that group versus Thanos. No. No. Well, Superman? Superman he's, yeah, I know. He's a Superman. Does he have the gauntlet? Yeah, he's got the gauntlet. No. They, they, they can't hold up to Thanos. That happens to teamwork. No? Okay. Yeah. See, this is my issue with Captain Marvel. When I saw her on screen, it, I'm thinking Superman. And my issues with Superman is that, I mean, how they portray him in films, why, why I don't think he's as strong of a character as Christopher Reeves. Because Christopher Reeves was fast, but he wasn't that fast. He wasn't like lightning blink of an eye fast. Right. You know, and... And when you saw him fly, he wasn't like zipping along like a bullet. I mean, he was quick, but you saw him fly. And and it kind of grounded him that way. When I see Superman now, it, the guy is indestructible. It's like, how do you... What's so important about that character when the guy can't lose? And that's my... that's well, I think that's my issue with Captain Marvel. It's like, how does she lose? She can't lose. Yeah, I know. Like, once when she gets her powers and her soul moves, she just blows through everybody. Exactly. So yeah. that's There's why no drama there. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so you, you don't think that JLA can take on Thanos? Not this not this TV version. I mean, not this movie version that they just... They barely handled What's-His-Face. Okay. Oh, oh, I missed somebody. Oh, because it's not another account. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what did you think of... Sorry, last question. What did you think of... Who's it from? Oh, I'm sorry. This is from uh, AGQ. Sorry about that. Okay. Um, did you think Thanos without the glove was too powerful? Because he was without. He had nothing. I thought about this. Okay. This is 2014 Thanos. Right. He's at the height of his power. Remember when he had the glove? Uh. It almost killed him when he snapped twice because he used it twice, so it almost killed him both times, right? Yes. So he was very much weakened. That's why it was, he was easy to kill. Plus, he just kind of gave up, I think. So it was easy to kill. Um, 2014 Thanos was still looking for stones, still wreaking havoc. I don't think he was too powerful. Thor, we're assuming, was working under a weakness. Okay. Right? Yeah. And again, Cap is just Cap, so. Right. I mean, he was taking hits from Molnir a lot. Yeah. Um, and he was dropping lightning on him. But I think it was, uh, plus his, I don't know, his armor also might have been helping him in some way. Yeah, okay. And remember, he took the Hulk out, too, in the beginning of the Infinity War. But he, had the, he, he had, had the Power Stone. At the time. Yeah, he did have the Power Stone. Right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Uh, I was fine with it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I don't I think good. there was a point in the movie where I was like, hey, like, how do you do that? You know, like, he just says, listen, Thanos is Thanos for, for a reason. Like, there's a reason why, I, like, even in Guardians, like, people were scared of him already. You know, oh yeah, like, yeah. I mean, th there's a reason why he's he is who he is, and so I, th well, I, I think I was okay with it. And just look at how powerful Ronan was in Guardians. Remember when he he wiped the floor with the Guardians? Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah, yep. Woo! All right. Uh, any yeah. final thoughts? No, just I don't. I mean, I'm pretty sure no one in the world hasn't seen it yet, according to the money it made. But if you haven't, go see it. Oh um, yeah. And again, yeah, I, I got to thank you. I'm sorry. I got to thank you. Oh, what happened? We have a thank you on um, uh, Anchor. It's Aristotle Tagbo. Hey! What's up, Aristotle? Sent us a nice voice message and uh, liked our services. So, welcome <laughs> to Nerdly. Well, I'm glad you brought him up because uh, 
He, I have some thank yous to on Instagram. Uh, well, let me start with Tar Pit Tales uh, on Instagram. He has a really cool Instagram account. If you like 80s stuff, he's right up your alley. And uh, Aristotle, he actually started a podcast himself called Raiders Media 1935. And, uh, uh, you know, he obviously he's new, so, you know, if he help him build up his listenership but he's got some pretty cool things lined up where i'm thinking wow that this is this kid's got some ideas uh, he's already interviewed a couple people already um people that are into like the uh, indiana jones like cosplay and, and collectors and stuff and and i think he mentioned something about he's going to interview um penman hats and they're the ones that uh make the the fedoras so i thought that was pretty cool of him to do that Anyway, Raiders Media, 1935. He's on Anchor. He just mentioned today he's on Spotify. So uh, check him out. Yes, definitely. All right, so uh, we talked a little bit about this movie, huh, Alan? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. And I, and I think when we do, like like I said, our special Weekend Geek, there's going to be a whole lot more. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. God, I need to. You going to watch it again? Uh, I might take a week off. From it. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny, I was I was just telling my coworker I have the uh, AMC the A plus thing. Yeah, I've had it for uh, about two months now, and I barely use it. I'm like, I, I like, there's nothing out there I want to go see, so um, I might go see it. I don't. know. It's three hours though. <laughs> okay, okay. So you said you did see it in IMAX and you saw it in regular. Does it make yeah. a difference for you? I couldn't tell the difference. Okay, I mean it was louder in IMAX. I don't know if that matters. Uh, but I, I remember I, I noticed the difference when it's on Infinity War between the two. I didn't notice the difference this time. Um, I'm tempted to go see it in 3D. I don't usually go to 3D movies. Yeah, I don't care too much for 3D because it seems like some of the colors are kind of washed because yeah. of the glasses. And I really want this movie to beat Avatar. Now, Avatar is at $2.8 billion worldwide. And this is currently, again, after four days or whatever, <laughs> at one2 You think it can beat Avatar? Well, let's talk about this next week. Um <laughs> But if I have to help it by buying 3D tickets <laughs> through through uh, my A list, I'll do that. I, I definitely need to do a rewatch. You know, like again, if, if I wasn't, if you and I weren't out of town, this I would definitely see it multiple times. But uh, oh, you definitely should see it once or twice more. Yeah, because even in our conversation alone, I mean, there are just some things I just totally forgot about that I wanna I wanna revisit again. And uh, hey, when Infinity War came out, was it what four months before the digital copy came out? Was Something like that. I think it was out by the summer, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see this. Uh, okay. Anything else? Oh, you know what? I came up with a new... Uh, did I tell you about it? Oh, I, I thought I came up with a new... Instead of saying Martha, I forgot what it was. Now. Oh, anyway. come on. You know it. I can't remember. Uh, did I me, tell you? Yeah, want me to tell you? Want me to help you? No, text it to me. Text it to me. No, War, War Machine. Come on. The interview. Oh, get off me or something? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm I told you. Not, okay, go ahead. Told, no, right. I told you not to touch me. <laughs> Forget it. Okay. All right. Till next time. Don't touch me. Because <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to touch me. I told you not to touch me. I told you not to touch me. Peace. Peace. <laughs>